Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, I feel like it's crime time. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, welcome. Pop 40 and check your woodies. It's yeah. crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it here on Wrestling Daily. Welcome to Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. We're delighted to welcome you on this Wednesday edition where you know what happens on Wednesdays. It's the Daily Boys in the house. And we're going to discuss some wrestling today. MJF has made some fresh comments in a recent interview that has got us thinking could he see himself in WWE in the future? Um, I also spoke to Sonya Deville today. Some cool stuff coming out of that chat, as well as your ultra chats. You guys dictate the show and so much more here on Wrestling Daily. I'm here. Alex is making a quick wardrobe change. But yes, we are here for another edition of Wrestling Daily. It is Wednesday, so you know what time it is. It is time for the Daily Boys SP3. AMAC, Alex McCarthy, here to talk about the latest wrestling news. We just need for. There it is! Extra three told me to go get my jumper, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot." So there you go. Had to Merry run Christmas, you filthy animal! Ah, oh, <laughs> I'm alone, brother, brother. Oh, I've I've just got all, there's all kinds of stuff happening on mine. Let it snow, the young man said. Oh god damn it, I'm tired. Bowled up those stairs. Anyway, thank you, SP3, for holding down the fort. Welcome everybody to Wrestling Daily here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. Titular news we will get into momentarily, but first bit of housekeeping, thumbs up, subscribe, all of that good stuff, please. Help the good brothers grow. We would appreciate it very much. And have your say. We love it when you dictate the show with a hot take. Maybe it's Joko Littner campaigning. Whatever it is, get involved. WrestleTalk.com forward slash wrestling daily. We would love to hear what you guys have got to say either about the news or anything in the world of wrestling titular news sp3 tell the people what sp uh, sp3 so many Three oh, syllables. there's too many um <laughs> <laughs> tell them what mjf has been saying in his latest interview 
So, yes, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, better known as MJF. Of course, he has the big show tonight in Long Island for AEW his on home. Dynamite, his hometown. His uh, mom has already put up on uh, Twitter uh, the a picture of the last time her husband or her uh, son wasn't an a-hole. And it was a picture of MJF when he was eight years old. So that was nice. That was a nice little toy. But uh, he's doing interviews to, of course, promote Dynamite tonight in Long Island. And he had something interesting to say once again. You know, we had the interview uh, a couple of weeks back ahead of the Darby Allen uh, feud that he's... No, uh, uh, ahead of the CM Punk first altercation. He said that in 2024, he's going to have a bidding war off of him. But now in Sports Illustrated with the interview with the... Uh, uh, the platform MJF discussed the recent promo battle between the Miz and edge. And he said, and I quote, you've got P um, they've just trying to make their show the best they possibly can. I'm not mad. I completely understand it. And who knows? I might be working with those two guys in 2024. And that line by punk about me being a less a Miz, a less famous Miz that resonated because people used to actually think that, but I'm smart enough to know better. My match last month at full gear against Darby Allen proved otherwise. I am equally as outstanding in the ring as I am on the stick. And that led to our question that you see on the titular news of could MJF work in WWE because that's that's an interesting proposition because it's something that is regularly talked about when people say you know we've been seeing so much talent from WWE either let their contracts expire and jump over to AEW or get released by the company and then jump to AEW a lot of people have led the question of who's going to be the first AEW star to go from AEW to WWE and more often than not, it's MJF that people usually talk about. But MJF, with the way his he's become a star, with the way his promos work, with the way his whole act works, could it work in the scripted, restricted, uh, you know, environment of WWE? AMAC. <laughs> Chucking it to me. Um, no, <laughs> is the answer. Um, listen, I mean, he he could make something. It- he could make it work, right? He could do something in WWE. Of course he could. The guy's crazy talented. Um, would it be what you see today in AEW? No, not at all. They're, they're not that edgy. He wouldn't have as much ownership over everything that he says. I, I just don't see it, to be honest. Um, you know, I I believe that MJF is open for business in the sense that He's happy to attract offers, make as much money as possible. I do also think, though, that he is an AEW guy. And I think he just yeah. knows what he's doing when he's saying these things. That doesn't mean he's not totally open to working for WWE. He's one of those guys that has done extra work there before. You don't have to look hard to see that. He obviously wanted to be a part of that company at one point. But he's found his success and his true calling, really, in AEW. Um, I, I feel like I know there's different people who have different opinions on how far his character goes or, or what, or whatnot. But to me, I feel like he's carved out a niche in this industry that there's no one else really like him. And I agree with what he said as well. Uh, I, I don't, I, it, it is a weird thing, right? It's like uh, you get these stigmas in wrestling. And if someone's just like a great promo, like for some obscure reason, oh, he's not very good in the ring. Why? Because like he's not doing triple moonsaults or something. Like that's yeah. not, 
he the guy has consistently had great matches since AEW's inception, going back to Jungle Boy and even beyond. Like it, it's like when you get these super attractive women, they go, "Well, they can't wrestle." What, what do you mean? Like you are? Do you know what I mean? Like their their yeah. default setting sometimes is to make a counter argument, and I don't know why. And I feel like that's the case with MJF. Like, are there really still people saying that? Like, oh, well, he can't wrestle though. He, he absolutely well, this, can. This is something that's been an argument for years, and something that we still get into debates about because you know you we're both big Rock fans. People think because The Rock is one of the greatest don't, promos of all time. There's people that actually that. believe that he he's not a great worker, which he absolutely is. There's been numerous great rock matches and it's it's something that me and sat talked about on mocha mondays because sat started off one episode saying that the miz is better than mjf and i was just like i was like that's a blasphemous statement and he was like well no no i mean i mean on better on the mic and it's just like no you said better you said Mm -hmm. if he's better than him that means he's better overall and he's just not like, I, I love The Miz. I've been a fan of The Miz since Back to New York, Real World. I watched that season live. Yep. That was the first season of The Real World that I actually watched live. So I was a big fan of him from holding the title, running around, beating up his roommates, all the way to WrestleMania 27 and then beyond, talking smack, the Daniel Bryan food and beyond. But Miz is a promo guy. That that's a guy that that can be given the stigma. Not saying that the Miz hasn't had good to great matches because he has. His stuff with Dolph Ziggler was good. His stuff with Danny O'Brien, the first feud that they had was uh was really good. The Night of Champions, two thousand ten. Keep his foot rolling. Yes, yes. So I all of this leads me to say that Miz though is not amazing in the ring. Yoko Linda, you're my man, but he is not amazing in the ring. He's serviceable. He's passable in the ring. He can sometimes even be good in the ring, but he is the prototypical promo guy. MJF has proven that he's just not. Yes, he does it week to week, and that's his way of getting on television is cutting a promo. And he can be entertaining and be one of the most consistent, entertaining parts of AEW through his promo work, whether he's going against a Darby Allen, whether he's going against a Cody Rose, whether he's going against a Chris Jericho, or right now a CM Punk. It doesn't matter. MJF is just that complete of a talker. But he is so great in the ring. Like that Darby Allen match is probably the best pay-per-view opener in AEW history. His match with Jungle Boy stole almost stole the show at Double or Nothing 2020. His match with, with Cody was very good at Revolution 2020. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter who you put across from NJF. If he if he has a big match, uh, the Chris Jericho match at, at All Out, that was a match that I went into that show saying that that's this is one of the matches I'm least interested in because this this storyline has been going on way too long. But they got the fans into it, they got I, me into it, and they delivered I like, I like an entertaining match. I like the story that he did with Moxley too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, I, that I, was the match that proved to me like he is a main eventer because that was the best match in my opinion at All Out 2020. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, man. Like, um. If I, <laughs> that's the funny thing, right? Like you said, with a promo guy, the instant thing is to like the memories of their words because that's easier to digest than like a 20 minute match. So yeah. immediately your mind will recall punchlines or things like that. In uh, with the Miz, you think Miz, you think the talking smack promo almost instantly. That'll be the first thing you think about. And then you think about the Miz and that era where he was just coming out and absolutely crucifying people on Raw. Like, he, he was killing them on the stick. I remember Reigns having to stand there and take it 
when he absolutely eviscerated him. Um, like, this is a guy who the, the stigma is built upon just how good they are on the other end of the spectrum. But by the same token, when you think Miz, and I think great matches, the guy's been, he's, what has he been, 2006, 2007, his debut? This is 2006, yeah. You should be able to recall a lot in that period of time. And to be honest, the first one, I really enjoyed the feud with Ziggler in 2016 on SmackDown over the IC title. Yeah. And I really enjoyed, uh, but was left disappointed with the direction of the actual story with the Daniel Bryan stuff. Um, but Daniel Bryan just doesn't have bad matches. So yeah. there you have it. Um, but again, he doesn't have like a, a catalogue of great matches. He's not no. somebody you put in the ring and go, hey, you know, you'll get a solid match. Right, you'll get you'll get a decent <laughs> match with anyone, pretty much. But he's not the guy you're going to put in there and you know tear the house down. So it's uh, well for MJF. I feel like he has got those both down, and I feel like just because there's been such made of the way he talks that it's become a thing where they kind of I don't know people don't like to give superlatives out or plaudits for fun. It's like hey. Yeah, you know, he's, he's so good this way. Well, this part doesn't match. Where it's like, well, listen, you have to calibrate. You have to think about this. Like, yeah. he, he's putting on a body of work already at this early stage in his career. What is he, 24 or 25 is obscene? Um, at this stage in his career, it's very good body of work thus far. I was really happy to see The Miz get even his tiny uh, t- world title run last year, right? Yeah, I was happy for that. Earlier um, this year, you would forget that it was still. This I would. Year. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> said, sorry, I don't know. Like, my, I think my PS5 is downloading. You, like, so you were you were a little fuzzy there, but then you you cleared up, so you're good. Sorry, we're back. <laughs> we're back. All right. Um, yeah. I uh, so for, for me, do with, with the landscape of WWE. Okay, is what you have to start appreciating as fans, um, and I don't mean this in like a um, you know a patronizing way. But you have to stop thinking about what you like and start thinking about what WWE does, right? Like, and, and sometimes those two intermingle, sure. But, you you know, when you have to look at their hiring process, um, you know, the 15 that they took on today, and you look at uh, the people that they push and, like, what they, the, what they market a big star as, and even the recruitment strategy that we've seen in NXT now and how that's been rebanned. Not all of that's to my taste, right? Like, I like watching great 20 minute wrestling matches 20 half an hour whatever yes. it is and AEW has picked up the bulk of the best at that in my opinion in ring workers um if wwe was the place where you're going to collaborate and make magic then people like bray white would still be there thriving right and that's what leads me to think it wouldn't be plain sailing for MJF in the WWE landscape because there'd be too many people having input on what he does and what he says. And you become, this is very important, you become the character WWE want you to portray rather than what you imagine in your mind. You're yeah. doing a job for them on TV. And I think that's a big difference between AEW and WWE. And there's, uh, and you're seeing it now with the, the way the rosters are shaped up. There are some people that by design will thrive in WWE under that. But there are some that, you know, you let them loose in AEW, the ceiling just gets higher and higher and higher. And I think, obviously, Brian Danielson, you're seeing that right now. Yeah, I just, uh, I, I think the best way I can answer the, the question that we have for the Titular News is, 
MJF could work in WWE, cool. just not in 2024. And I think that he needs more time in AEW to further build up his name, become a bigger star, you know, feud with your CM Punk's, feud with your Brian Danielson's, and, you know, win the AEW World Championship and be that star on national television for like two, three, four, five more years in 2027, 2028. I think WWE would sign him and they would let him do him. That's that's I think well, that he needs more time on that stage of AEW for him to be allowed to do him. It took AJ Styles 15 years on TNA, then two year, two years, you know, running ship in New Japan for wrestling before they allowed AJ to come in and be AJ. I just think MJF needs more time on his own. I agree with what you're saying, but also like I don't think there's anybody that's just allowed to come in and be them. Right, like okay, Edge. Edge is probably one of the guys who has the most leverage than anyone. Yeah. Tenure, um, you know, stature, all of it, right? Status. And even he doesn't get to do exactly what he wants. He gets a lot, you can tell, because his views are crafted in such a way that they aren't the generic kind of formula that WWE goes by. And I'm talking about the Seth Rollins feud, of course, and Roman earlier this year. But um, by the same token, I think he even admitted like he didn't want to do the greatest wrestling match ever. But yeah. Vince did. And if Vince wants to do it, then you best believe Randy Orton and Edge are going out there and they're doing the greatest wrestling match ever. So I, I always I always feel like there's... You're right, though. There are levels. Like, he could come in at a real top spot and he has a lot more rope. But again, you know, it depends what they value and what they're looking for. Lest we forget, as great as MJF is, and he is great, is he 6'5"? Is he a shit cow? Yeah. Von Wagner is who Vince McMahon wants, right? These, these, I mean, Bron Breaker, these are the guys. I'm not saying there's not a place for MJF. There'd be a great place for MJF if I ever had a federation, brother. But um, I'm just saying through like the WWE lens, man, it's not always as simple. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's look at a ultra chat we got here from Yoko Littner, who says... A bittersweet day here at Littner Consulting. Spoke with Nikki and she decided that it would be best to go back to her Twisted Sister gimmick. That would be great, by the way, if she did. Yes. She believes the ASH gimmick won't work with the faction we're putting together. The faction must come first. I understand, Yoko. you got to line your business up. Get your ducks in a row. I, I get it. Um, but by the way, I would love it if she went back to the Twisted Sister gimmick. That would be wonderful, and I, I like that he's prioritizing the stable over, you know, his his personal needs. And I apologize, Yoko. I know you said uh, MJF is amazing in the ring. I just read it as Miz being amazing in the ring. I was like, Miz is not amazing in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Hang now. Um, so we've got Matty as well, the hot Scott himself. Hey, Alex and Sid, how are you both? I'm good, brother. I don't know who Sid is, so. That's a good point. It's a very good point. <laughs> Loving the Christmas jumpers. Just want to say that the Punk MJF promo from the other week was unreal. I got cancelled from work today because of it's dead. What pandemic match would you say is the best from NXT, WWE, AEW? Uh, he wants one each. Um, first of all, sorry, Matty, to hear that your your, your contract's gone down to zero hours. Um, I don't know if SP3 is aware of all of this, but our Prime Minister has made more announcements today in the United Kingdom. So they want us to work from home again more because of the uh, Omoricon, Marion variant. Um, and yeah, like this COVID passports and stuff like they basically the festive seasons up in the air. My Christmas party got canceled today from work two years in a row. I'm not getting my free drinks, man. I'm, I'm fuming. Um, but you know, That's best, us, man. uh, best pandemic era match um pandemic i mean i i take pandemic match to mean no crowd are we saying that uh well because the pandemic he, is still going so you could just have it yeah. basically it's just match of the past what two years right like yeah pretty much but i yeah i think he means of the no no fans no ticketed fans uh, era so no oh man if, Oh, brutal. WWE, I would go with Sasha Bailey, Hell in a Cell. Um, That's a good one. I was was pissed when that wasn't wasn't included uh, on Quizlemania when we did Family Fortunes uh, for best pandemic matches. No, that wasn't in the top seven. That was ridiculous. Um, NXT, best pandemic match. I'd go... O'Reilly and Balor from TakeOver 31. AEW, I would go Young Bucks versus FTR from Full Gear 2020 or Stadium Stampede. Hmm. Depends um, on what you like. This is tough. I mean, um, I think the Boneyard match is probably the WWE one. If I, like, again, I'm just being different from SP3 here because I totally agree it's Sasha and Bailey. But um, that was my match of 2020. I don't know if anyone remembers this, but I did I pick did. that. I did. And by the way, my pick this year as we approach is Sasha and Bianca. So there you have from it. WWE or yeah. match of the year? In um, definitely from WWE, but perhaps overall. Like, um, 
you have to break down the criteria mm-hmm. um, because I think like Brian and Omega is is better. Um, you know, and there are there are different contenders Man. in there, but. That it just decided the AEW match of the year is going to be tough as hell. Oh, <laughs> nah. I mean, the only reason I say um, Bianca and Sasha is just because it's just because like to me wrestling is all about being entertained and feeling it, and and that match is is what I felt the most. Like, yeah, it was in a, an important spot. It delivered way beyond. Like it was just to me, but, but by the same token, Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, I, I felt the same. Like yeah. I had that buzz after where I was like, oh man, they did something. You know what I mean? So like to me, it's two women's matches that are like the front runners for me this year. But anyway, that's kind of getting away from the point. Um, can we have Britain and Rosa? Yeah, that counts. Uh, yeah, that counts for pandemic matches. Yeah. I'll have that. Yeah, I actually um, would put that ahead of Young Bucks and FTR. Yeah, I would. I, I didn't yeah. think that was as... Yeah, I've said this before. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Um, NXT though, I'd have to really look back because I, I just I went I went Balor and O'Reilly. Yeah, I heard I which was great. Um I I thought the Adam Cole O'Reilly matches were just a bit nah. they, were, they were good, right? They just weren't maybe what I would have hoped. Um yeah. Great American Bash was my favorite out of the three they had. Yes, me too. Oh, man. It, it, I'm finding it hard to to, to think of stuff off the top of my head, but you know, because the pandemic goes back to like mid two thousand twenty. So the <laughs> yeah. last one, because the last the last one was Portland. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And then where did we go? Oh man, it's too hard. I don't know. You had um, the one final beat match. God, that was so bad. <laughs> I, I spoke to I, I tell you, I spoke to Chumper about that. He was like, "Yeah, it sucked." Um, <laughs> At least he knows. At least yeah, he knows. He does know. He was like, he could, you know, it sucks even worse because he was like, the reason it sucks so bad is because like the way that feud could have culminated or should have if he hadn't got injured would have been an all-timer. It would yeah. have been amazing. Yeah. Um, wasn't to be. Um, there were great NXT matches, man. I just, I'm just having a real hard time having one that just jumps out at me. And I, I'm honestly, I'm having a hard time thinking about the events. Yeah. I, we were I, just I, talking I, about... I would, I would say Volta and Ilya if, if I like... That's the first one that's come to my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say, I know I see... But I had Uptown, fans. Aven, Uptown Avondale, yeah, I said Volta and Ilya. And I was going to say, that's that had fans. The, the yeah, second one. The first fans. one didn't. The first one didn't. No. All right, well, I'll give him my best shot on there. Uh, anyway, we've got one more from Chuck Cassis who said MJF should be able to work in WWE, but Keith Lee should have worked in WWE. Miz is an exception to the WWE model because he should have failed multiple times for 15 years, but he has something that works well for the mid-card in WWE. MJF would be a Miz 2. I mean, I agree with half of that, but I don't think he'd be a Miz 2 at all. Yeah, I think um, I think he's definitely more talented yeah, than the Miz, I think he's got more. Entering. He's got more to bring to the table on the, on the, the wrestling side. Um, and although he's like his delivery and he's a, he's a scathing is like Miz, I, I still think he's more cutting than the Miz, um, and is just more straight up offensive. Like they're different, you know, they're similar but different. Um, MJF is a jerk. Miz is just yeah. annoying. Like there's a difference. Yeah. Like, like yeah. there's a difference. Like Miz became a heel because he was an annoying babyface. MJF <laughs> is just a jerk. No one right. likes MJF. Not even his Please. parents. 
Please never forget, WWE said, you know what? Ric Flair's going to endorse The Miz. Uh, he's going to give him the figure four leg lock. And everyone was like, what the hell is I, this? I, I wasn't even talking about that. I was talking about when he was the host of the Diva Search. And oh, saying, no, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, he, he, he up huge on live TV as well. It was great. Anyway, um, we digress. Thank you for your ultra chats tonight, everybody. We are hitting the end of the show. I did mention earlier, that I spoke to Sonia Deville today. Really good chat. Really good chat. Um, and, you know, I said to her at the top of it, I was like, I was just joking. I was like, you know, I'm a hard hitting journalist. I'm going to have to ask you this question. Um, and she thought I was going to ask her, like she went to jump in. She thought I was going to ask her about the Charlotte Becky thing. And, um, cause she was there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'd already started joking about the donuts and she was like, Oh, I totally thought you were going to say something else. And I was like, Oh, uh, you can talk about it if you want. Um, she didn't, she didn't. <laughs> But um, we had some good stuff, you know, talking about was she going to shave her head? Was Sonya going to shave her head at SummerSlam? Uh, you know, what the plans were. Was she meant to return at the Rumble? There's reports about that, remember? Um, so yeah. she opened up about that. Um, you know, she what she thinks the lesbian storyline could be portrayed like in WWE, how it should be done. There's a lot of um, interesting stuff coming out of this chat, so I will give you guys more details on that tomorrow. Uh, until then, though, thank you very much. I'll be back with Steph Chase tomorrow. SB3, tell the fine people where they can find you this week. Find me on the Twitter machine at TrueHillSP3. I'll be on the Sports Keto Wrestling YouTube channel following SmackDown and Rampage with Dutch Mantel and Rick Uccino for Smack Talk. And then True Hill Heat 154 on Saturday, our second to last True Hill Heat of 2021. So subscribe, True Hill Heat. Yeah, and remember, it's only a couple of Thursdays away, and it's the quiz, the Wrestling Daily end of year quiz. We'll give you our matches of the year, promo of the year, all that good stuff like we did last year um, when everything broke down because I picked Sasha Banks over Thunder Rosa. It's going to happen again this year, guys. There's going to be debates. Um, but... you're, you're spoiling who's my woman's wrestler of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Cats out the bag. Um, but... We digress. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in. And let me just tell you this. Carol Wands says here, uh, we love Carol Wands. Rokoff, by the way. Show is yeah. too short now, but still love you guys. Well, we love you too. And all we will say is stay posted. In the new year, some things, some changes might be afoot. Right. All the love to you guys. Thank you for joining Good us here you, on Daily. Yeah. We will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 